Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Comedy Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in. Today's comedy episode is from the popular radio classic The Fred Allen Show. The Fred Allen Show was a very popular and long-running American old-time radio comedy program, starring comedian Fred Allen and his wife Portland Hoffa. The show ran for 17 seasons, from 1932 to 1949. In this episode, Fred Allen's special guest is Bing Crosby. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. The animal rescue videos, along with the funny pet antics, will make you want to visit CritterCaper.com every day, as new videos are added daily. So give CritterCaper.com a visit and start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. If you can, you can help Geezer Gus keep this podcast up and running, by becoming a Patreon supporter at the support link below. Thanks a million. Also, don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. Now, enjoy this episode of The Fred Allen Show with guest Bing Crosby. The Ford Dealers of America present The Fred Allen Show. The Fred Allen Show with Fred's guest, Bing Crosby, Minerva Pius, Peter Donald, Parker Fenley, the DeMarco sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny, I hope you observe National Airmail Week. Yes, I was high all week. Uh, I had better jokes than that before the show, and nothing happened. <laughs> no kidding. And they said... <laughs> they said you... <laughs> they said you would... Uh, uh, you were high all week, and they said that you would never get you off the ground. Well, you, you showed them, Kenny. Yeah, well, did you celebrate National Airmail Week, Fred? Yes, Kenny. All week, I smoked wings. <laughs> You know, people today don't appreciate our airmail service, Kenny. Do you realize how many people it takes, truck drivers, messengers on motorcycles, pilots on planes, and postmen on foot to get an airmail letter from here to California? Yeah, it sure is some operation. Yes, it is, Kenny. Where else can you get that much action for practically nothing? Only at a wallet, Raleigh. <laughs> right you are. Say, Kenny, I forgot. Did you know that this uh, this week we are also starting National Foot Week? Say, National Foot Week reminds me. Reminds you? Well, feet remind me of dogs, and dogs remind me of Frankfurters. So? If the bakers go on strike this week, the baseball parks will have no rolls to go with their hot dogs. No rolls? No rolls. Kenny, with the new Ford coming out, who's worried about the rolls? I'm sorry, Fred. I can't laugh at that joke. Well, nothing to be embarrassed about. You aren't the only one, Kenny. Are you, uh, you want to give it some thought? Are you sure? Positive. Kenny, it so happens this weekend, the Ford dealers are having their convention here in New York. They are here to see for the first time, to see for the first time, the new Ford car. Kenny, tonight, every man in our audience is a Ford dealer. And the Ford dealers as you may have heard, are our sponsors. Fred, what was that joke again? With the new Ford coming out, who's worried about the road? Kenny, <laughs> 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 you're... Uh... <laughs> 
Jimmy, you are in the bag for next year. Uh, Tell me what, and now it's my uh, time to worry. What, uh, what else? Is, uh, what else? What else is new? Well, some lady in Washington is campaigning to have women's faces put on paper money. Say, why should women have their faces on money? They've got their hands on most of the money now. Okay? And speaking of money, did you hear? Uh, did you hear Jack Benny's program tonight? Yeah, Jack wasn't on his program last week. I know. You know, I thought the show was much. Stronger last Sunday than tonight. <laughs> Robert Taylor took Jack's place. Well, that shows you with that program, Kenny. Anybody can take Jack Benny's place. A tailor, a shoemaker, a street cleaner, <laughs> a barbecue kid operator. <laughs> what are you... <laughs> what, uh, what are you... What are you... Uh, what are you laughing at? Well, with the new Ford coming out, who's worried about the road? Oh, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Kenny, before you start overdoing it, I think I had better leave here and get going in the general direction of Allen's Alley. Well, what is your question tonight, Fred? Well, this past week, the United Parents Committee urged parents to listen to the radio with their children and to set aside definite periods for family listening. And so our question is, what are you doing about your radio listening? Shall we go? As the two snowballs said when they started rolling downhill, who is going to stop it? It's a wonderful night in Allen's Alley, Kenny. Say, there are some planks missing from the Claghorn front steps. Look, the senator must be putting his platform together. Oh, well, let, uh, let's knock. Somebody, I say, somebody's belaboring my clavers. Oh, it's you, son. Yes, Senator. Accelerate, son. I'm busy using the jockey's whip on a long shot coming down the stretch. You, uh... I just got back from Oregon. I went out to hear that staff and doing debate. Well, how did... <laughs> How did the debate come out, Senator? Well, as the new bride said, when she broke the egg in the coffee ground, she didn't settle nothing. <laughs> people say, uh, yeah. Say, people say Stanton's ideas will drive the communists underground. That's a lot of gobbledygook. Uh, gobbledygook? Son, today you can't go underground unless you see one man. Harold Stanton? John L. Lewis. <laughs> Well, tell me, what uh, what about uh, Mr. Dewey? Dewey says, keep the communists out in the open. So? Keep the communists out in the open, you can't tell them from everybody else. You, uh... Well, with the housing shortage, everybody's out in the open. Well, Senator, where do you think the communists should go? Don't tempt me, son, I'm on the air. <laughs> but, uh, if you, uh... Senior after the program. <laughs> you, uh... The place I got in mind will melt that iron curtain. <laughs> but, uh, look, six simple non-sequitur nux vomical. What is that? It's Latin. Well, I know, I know it's Latin, but what does it mean? Go ask your druggers, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, Senator... Our question tonight is about radio listening. What program do you listen to? Well, son, there's only one way they can get me to listen to the radio. How? They get all the Republicans together and put them all those Republicans on one program. All the Republicans? Well, what would you call the program? People are funny. So long, son. Go on, Eddie. Well, Senator's got something. Now, let's, uh, let's see how Mr. Moody uh, feels about it. Howdy, Bob. 
<laughs> Tell me, Mr. Moody, what about your uh, your radio listening? Why, I used to keep a radio in the barn. Yeah? I turned it on while I was doing my chores. Well, what was your favorite program? The Grand Old Opry. You uh, you like the Grand Old Opry, eh? Yeah. One minute I was laughing, next minute I was crying. Yeah? Then I was laughing and crying together. Your uh, Your emotions alternated. I was laughing and crying together. Uh-huh. Well, that's <laughs> When Red Foley would sing this bale, a new alfalfa, I cut from mother's grave, I'd bend over the milk pail and start crying, sit the bus. Well, I can, I can see how you'd be affected. Yeah, and then Rod Brassfield, the fellow from Hole in the Wall, Tennessee, yeah. he'd start cutting didos and I'd be rolling in the hay, tittering and laughing like a loon. Oh, good. You're in Sing, I wrapped on the hearse, Granny darling. But Granny, you didn't look out. And I sat blubbering. Ah, uh, well, tell me, are you still listening to Grand Old Opry? No, no, radio's broke. What? Uh, what happened? Well, one of my hands is nearsighted. Nearsighted? One night after I turned off Grand Old Opry. Yeah. This hen, she called inside the radio. Uh-huh. She backed into something that felt round. One of the tubes, eh? Yeah. It was still warm. Uh-huh. Well, the hen being nearsighted, she thought she'd laid an egg. Oh, yeah. She backed up and she sat on it. You mean that hen? She sat on that tube until she hatched it. Your hen hatched the radio tube? Well, what came out? A big chicken that's the spitting image of Mary Margaret McBride. <laughs> That's silly. Mary Margaret's no chicken. Anyone would know. <laughs> Let's try this next door. Hi, there, Jeffy. Oh, Mrs. Nussbaum. Tell me, do you listen to the radio? Not lately. Confidentially, from Mrs. Bloomberg, I'm learning my lessons. Well, what happened? What happened to Mrs. Bloomberg? Well, always Mrs. Bloomberg is going to quiz programs. Oh, quiz programs, huh? On a program taking it or we were giving it to you. Yeah. <laughs> For barking like a dog while blindfolded. Yes. Mrs. Bloomberg is winning a refrigerator, also a motorboat autographed by Guy Lombardo. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Bloomberg was lucky. On fruit and subsequences. <laughs> for dancing the big apple with a wildcat. Yeah. He's winning a sleeping bag. Also a guaranteed moose call. Oh. <laughs> and on cover girl for a day, she is winning 200 manhole covers. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Bloomberg had a streak. Oh, and morons are suddenly millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> For eating an antipasto with chopsticks. Yeah. While sitting in two-pound pochi. Yeah. Also simultaneously singing Nature Boy. Yeah. He's winning a diesel locomotive with two miles of track. <laughs> He is going places, Mrs. Bloomberg. Radio, I must say, has been good to Mrs. B. Also, it is her undoing. Undoing? Where is Mrs. Bloomberg today? 
She is living wearing a mandarin coat in Japan. In Japan? Well, last year on a program, everybody is going on a vacation. Yes. Mrs. Bloomberg is winning a ticket to Tokyo first class. Well, why can't Mrs. Bloomberg get back from Japan? The ticket is only one way. They oh, I see. <laughs> well, one more call and we can leave the alley. I wonder if Mr. Cassidy is around. Well, Mr. Cassidy, how are you tonight? Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. What's wrong? I got Alaskan indigestion. Alaskan indigestion? I've been eating too much of that frozen food. Frozen food? For two days I've been coughing up snow. Golly. Look at the front of me suit. Say, what's all that white stuff? My stomach's so cold, it's frost on me vet. Frost? If I ever get gas on me stomach, it'll be a blizzard. <laughs> well, Ajax, what about your radio listening? Well, once a week, as regular as clockwork, I turn on the radio. What program do you tune in? Only one program, me boy, the University of Chicago Roundtable. Well, how come, Ajax, you listen uh, to an intellectual show like the University of Chicago Roundtable? Oh, he happened to be a charter member of the Third Avenue Guild for the Preservation of Culture and Genteel Tippling. Culture and Genteel Tippling? Once a week, the guild meets in the back room at Kerrigan's Cozy Corner. I see. First, the grand omnipotent pharaoh calls the roll. The roll. Then every paid-up member is served a quarter nickel and a small individual barrel of beer. I see. Then the bottles are opened. And the bone starters commence their foamy function. Uh-huh. As glasses are set up, I lean over to yes. I turn on the radio and tune in to the University of Chicago Roundtable. And then? The Third Avenue Guild for the Preservation of Culture and Genteel Tippling starts to carry out its lofty objective. And? And as the program goes on... We ignore it. We don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> then why do you tune in the round table? Or to remind us. The round table reminds you of what? To have round after round until we're under the table. <laughs> now I see my figure and has finally got himself in the mood to play. The five democracies is to search to the Maestro Goodman. All is ready and the democracies sing Betty Blue. Girl? <laughs>
number had been finished, it would have been Tell Me a Story, played by Maestro Al Goodman and 25 bookmakers who followed, who followed the maestro home from Belmont Park the opening day. And now, let's say, Kenny. Yes, Fred. I just remembered. Have you a piece of paper? I have to write my weekly letter to Portland. Well, here's part of a radio script on this table. Oh, thanks. Say, this is the back page of front page tarot. I, uh... I can write on this. Well, let me see. May 21st, 3rd, the day. Dear Portland, glad you liked last Sunday's program with Gracie Fields. You are wrong. I sang the song with Gracie. It wasn't Frank Munn. This week, this week I finished reading a new book. It's The Life of Bing Crosby, and it gave me a great idea. If I could only find Bing. I heard he was in New York incognito using the name William Morrow. So last Thursday, I started out to track him down. Ah, this is the hotel, and this must be the Crosby Suite. I just saw a horse go in the other door. <laughs> See, I wonder, I wonder if Thing is in here still incognito. Well, I'll not. Yes? Mr. William Morrow? No, my name is Bing Crosby. Well, being a... Look, bud, if you're a song plugger or something, I do all my business through Nick Kenny, the writer of Moon Over Mother's Day. <laughs> well, and, no. and if it's about baseball, the pirates have a bat, boy, so just... Well, 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 no, no. You're trying to get Dorsey Lemoore's telephone number. It'll cost you 15 bucks. That's what Hope charged me. <laughs> well, being you, you remember me. I'm uh, Fred Allen. Oh, Fred... Yes. yes, capital A. I didn't recognize you. I didn't recognize you, Fred. You look wonderful. I do. The last time I saw you, you looked like a medical student homework. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I'm here, Bing. I just finished reading that new book about your life. Oh, how does the uh, story finish? How do I end up? You haven't read the book? Oh, I've been too busy. I've been out hustling it. Bing, you need well, not only me. I've got Dixie and the kids. They're out peddling the book door to door. No kidding. Yeah, yesterday one of my kids had a little trouble, though. What? Uh, what trouble? Well, he was going from house to house. Yeah. Jim, and he ran into uh, Jim Farley working the same block with his book. <laughs> Jim Farley was out peddling? Yes, and Jim is rough competition. You see, with the Farley story, Jim gives away a bottle of Coke. We can't have no premiums. Bing, Bing, you and I, uh, Bing, you and I can take this book and make the story of your life. Make a picture of it. It'll gross four million dollars. Oh no, Fred, I'm, I'm too busy. Too busy to make four million dollars, Fred. You can't take it with you. Well, I know, but when Gabriel blows his horn, Bing, you can come back and look around for it. <laughs> Johnny, what the? Uh, 
What do you What do you say? What do you say? Oh, no, Fred. I got a lot of, a lot of things to do. I, I have to be out at the ballpark every day with the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know. When we have a night game, I have to hold the lantern. Oh, you hold the lantern? Yeah. Oh, Bing, why don't you forget about baseball? Forget it. Forget it. Why, this year, Pittsburgh's going to win the pennant. Pittsburgh? Yeah. What's wrong with the Dodgers? That's what the Brooklyn fans want to know. <laughs> Tell me, what do you do when you're not with the Pirates? Well, during the day, I'm generally tied up playing golf. Yeah. My nights are fraught with banquets and speaking engagements. Speaking engagements? Yes. Last night at the Circle Dealers Convention, I gave a short talk entitled, You Can Have Fun. It's 1201. Uh, this is for the Circle Dealers. Yes. Then we had a rather spirited debate on whether the Circle Television could be seen more clearly a glass of beer or a highball. Oh, that must have been interesting. I handled the rebuttal for the highball. <laughs> well, tell me, where where else have you spoken? Oh, I've been around. Last Tuesday, I was guest of honor at a chicken pluckers banquet in the Bronx. Oh, and Friday, I gave an exhibition at Roseland to plug my new picture, The Emperor's Wall. At Roseland? Yeah. Dad, Bing, you are a busy man. Oh, yes, tonight I may appear with Jack Eigen if I can find out who he is. <laughs> Who is this guy? You're going to tell me later. Yes, I give you What's a playing field and bond. Bing, I tell uh, you, I tell you what I'll do. If uh, you let me make the picture of your life, I will tell you who Jack Eigen is. On a bright done by George. How does your story go? Well, of course you're the star. That's the picture opens in 1925. We open in Spokane, Washington. You are ten years old. The first scene is the living room of the Crosby Hall. Like your brothers. But, Ma! Look at your brother Larry, up at four o'clock every morning with his paper route. Yes, Ma. And brother Bob, the only boy with Western Union who owns his own bicycle. <laughs> yes, Ma. And little Everett working at the A&P. Why, every week, Everett brings home three dollars and all the groceries he can carry. <laughs> Ma! You and your father are the only ones in the whole family not working. Sit down, Ma. I'll sing you a song. All right, Dean, but this is the last song today. Go ahead, son. What a scene. You liked it? That voice you had as a little boy. 
Tell me, when did your voice change? The day Phil Spitalny made me an offer. That was tough. I wasn't discouraged, though, Fred. I packed my bag, borrowed Brother Bob's bicycle, and I left Spokane for New York. Well, how how old were you? Well, by the time I arrived in New York, I was 20. Great. <laughs> Great. Up here. When did, you, when did you get your first break? Well, one day I went to my agent's office. Yeah. Hello, Rosie. Oh, it's you again, Crosby. Any bookings for me today, Rosie? Look, Crosby, I only book talent. You ain't got none. <laughs> now pick up your rhinestone megaphone and skidoo. Ah, <laughs> oh, but Rosie, with the megaphone, I can be another Rudy Valley. Who needs another Rudy Valley? <laughs> How's it going to look 20 years from now with two Rudy Valleys out of work? Ah, <laughs> oh, but Rosie, I even had my eyes slanted. Rosie, Rosie, you got to help us out. Yeah, what's up, Al? The rhythm boys are in trouble, Rosie. You hocked your tuxedos? No, no, no. Our baritone sick. The doctor says it may be malnutrition. Malnutrition? If that's an epidemic, I'm getting vaccinated. <laughs> Rosie, you've got to get us a baritone. Well, hey, wait, what about me, fellas? I didn't think baritone. Well, who are you? What's your name, kid? Uh, Bing Crosby. Bing, my name's Al Rinker. This is Harry Barrett. Well, I'm glad to know you, fellas. Well, give me a chance with the rhythm, boys, will you? I'll make good. Okay, Bing, do you know Bye Bye Blues? Oh, sure. Uh, let's see what you can do. One, two. be a high spot in the picture. Well, I guess so. The day I joined the Rhythm Boys, I was on my way. Well, what happened next? Opportunity knocked with a sledgehammer. Opportunity? A man named Hooper invented the radio. Oh, say, I remember Hooper. In the early days, Hooper was calling people up to see what they were listening to, and they were listening to each other. Well, Hooper fixed that. He invented the radio. That's uh... <laughs> And when Hooper turned around, there I was with Ma Perkins. <laughs> Dave, we'll have a close-up of your first sponsor looking out of a cheese. Great. Next, we'll show, we'll show, you know how they do in pictures, show the wheels of a greyhound bus spinning. You're on your way to Hollywood. Oh, this is great. Yes, this will be revolutionary. What to, tell me things, why did you go to Hollywood? Well, I needed the money. I had a family to support. A wife and children? My brothers. <laughs> Your brothers, I thought they were the ambitious ones Things had been going against the boys, Fred oh. Larry lost his paper route And Bob? Western Union had started those singing telegrams That let Bob out Oh, naturally <laughs> <laughs> 
The only one working was Everett. He was still with the A&P? And doing rather well. <laughs> Everett was bigger. He could carry more home. You see. <laughs> see, I've got it. An inspiration. Forget the family angle. The next scene is the Paramount Studio. You're going into pictures. Oh, great. Cecil B. DeMille is directing Barry Fitzgerald in The Road to Dublin. As the scene opens... Cecil is introducing you to Barry Fitzgerald. Barry, this is the front man for your picture, Bing Crosby. I'm glad to know you, Mr. Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm the star of the picture. Frankly, I'm disappointed. Disappointed in me, Mr. Fitzgerald? Yes, they promised me Buster Clapp. Well, <laughs> Buster and I have the same initials. And they're the resemblance ends. I don't think you do, Mr. Crosby. Oh, but Mr. Fitzgerald, I can act. Well, we'll soon point out. Your kidney script. I'd give you an audition. Yes, sir. There's a scene in a peat bog in Ireland. You are playing me half with its son. <laughs> now, let me hear you read your part. Okay. Faith and the dad and the dabber and the dad says to you to go to the back of the shillady to you and then the sashay second to get you and fuck a baller. How was that? Terrible. I can't use you to pick it at all. Why not? You've got an Irish accent. You speak with a definite throw. But, Mr. Fitzgerald... No, 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 no. Where's Mr. Demir? Close me down. Get me Buster Crab. Please, Mr. Fitzgerald. Before you go, before you get Buster, give me one more chance. Maybe I can't act, but I can sing. Well, we we, we might be able to use a song in the picture. Get me here. Go ahead, sing, Mr. Oh, thanks, Mr. Fitzgerald. When dreams I kiss your hand, your dainty fingertips And while in slumberland I'm begging for your love I haven't any right, madam To do the things I do When I hold you tight, madam, you vanish with the night, madam. In dreams I kiss your hand, madam, and I pray my I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.